0: Please note that this podcast contains a discussion about suicide. Alzheimer's Society campaigns for everyone with dementia to have good quality care, up to and including at the very end of life. People should be able to plan ahead, and their care should respond to their needs and wishes. We do not call for changes in the law on assisted dying or euthanasia, and we monitor legal developments to ensure that people with dementia are safeguarded appropriately. Anyone who wants to talk about things that are getting to them, whether they are feeling suicidal or not, can talk to Samaritans. Call 116 123 for free at any time or email joe, that's J-O, at samaritans.org. David, hi. Hi. Hi, hi good hi, to, you guys. Well, nice hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Elmar, good to yeah. you. How are you? nice to meet you. Are you yes. well? are Thank,
1: Thank you. Fantastic. Good Thank to meet you. Me, both.
0: you. I met Elmar and his partner David one afternoon at their beautiful Putney home. In keeping with the rest of their surroundings, both men were smartly turned out and greeted me warmly. Against a backdrop of engaging artwork and tasteful ornaments, the three of us settled down to chat. A slender man with grey hair and glasses, Elmar is relaxed and ready to delve into his experiences of living with dementia, including the challenges he has faced in finding the services and support that are right for him.
1: I went once or twice to another one. And that uh, really, you felt very uncomfortable. I mean, I was very uncomfortable. Elmar is describing his bad experience at a particular support group. You know, if, I'm not saying that they all were anti, but I mean, there were definitely were people there that probably would not have been too happy. Straight people may have an issue there when they find out about it. gay people. Yeah,
2: which
0: I suppose when you're dealing with liver with dementia. The extra layer of prejudice is very yeah. unhelpful. Yeah, yeah, you actually don't need it. Uh, yeah. 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 In terms of more sort of um, services, if you like, um, I was thinking particularly open doors and the, 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 um, open doors mm-hmm. under the Rainbow Memory Cafe. Um, I feel like that's been a big thing for you. I feel as like yes. that, that that's been real. yes. Amid some difficult days since his dementia diagnosis, Elmar has found support in a place where he knows he's not being judged. I am Gareth Bracken, and I met a man benefiting from a welcoming group. Elmar, who has Alzheimer's, has experienced some very dark and difficult days, and some of what he has to say about the future is hard for his partner David and others to hear. Dementia affects everybody differently, and some services might not meet everyone's specific needs. A specialist memory cafe is providing a safe space and much-needed support for both Elmar and David. So um, yeah, so um, you're
1: Austrian, I believe. Yeah. Um, when did you come over here? When, when did I you? came over when I was
0: 22. Having worked as a TV and radio engineer in his native Austria, Elmar came to
1: England in the mid 1960s, getting a job as a waiter in Southwest London. I spent quite a lot of time with American students in Salzburg in the summer season, so uh, I thought my English was quite good. But here, when I came into the restaurant, I didn't understand anybody. I always went to a table and said, what would you like? And Of course, they started off and I I couldn't answer because they always had to call
0: somebody. This career path actually turned out to be a good one for Elmar, who's now 74. He worked his way up, eventually becoming sales and marketing director for a number of international hotel companies. By the time Elmar retired, aged 62, in the mid-2000s, he had met David, a businessman and consultant. They had a civil partnership a couple of years later, and live in Putney in southwest London. I don't want to put you on the spot in terms of things you can't remember, and perhaps David might need to chip in, but just in terms of any recollections of the early signs that there might be an issue with memory or anything else in, in that area.
2: I first noticed a difference after his ski accident, he'd, he'd been in a coma for over a week and then might changed really after that. Elmar,
0: who's a big fan of skiing, was in an induced coma for a week after a serious accident around 10 years ago. After Elmar came out of hospital, David noticed a change in his mental abilities. He says Elmar became slower at recording information and he believes the accident, or medication, probably played a part.
2: It was difficult for us, really, because we, we didn't know what the problem was. Initially, I, I used to think Elmar was just being a little bit lazy, not recalling things or was just asking me for the answer without having to think about it. Elmar had tests over a number of
0: years before being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in May 2016.
2: Once we had the diagnosis, then at least we knew exactly what the problem was. And then you can just start planning and working forward. Then, but uh, it was difficult; it was quite stressful at times.
1: Yeah, primarily for you.
2: Yeah, but it was for you as well because yeah, no, because you I come out in, Yeah, of course, in, in, no, no, in no, terms yeah. of not knowing yeah. what what the problem was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Elmar has noticed
1: his memory problems worsening as time has gone by. It wasn't as frequent as it is now. That was everything. Uh, If you ask me what I ate yesterday for lunch or what I did, it takes a while if I I remember it at all. I just don't have that. That is irritating. He has
0: also become less outgoing, which he puts down to difficulties with word-finding and language.
1: I have, you know, times when I have a conversation, I just literally cannot think of the words in English. Sometimes, I know it comes up in German, but I can't use it because nobody else knows what it is. So, to recap. Elmar, now 74,
0: came to England from his native Austria in the mid-1960s, working his way up to senior positions within international hotel companies. Following Elmar's serious skiing accident around 10 years ago, his partner David noticed a change in his mental abilities. After a series of tests over a number of years, Elmar was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in May 2016. Elmar, who has become less outgoing, struggles with short-term memory, particularly people's names, something which he finds irritating. Elmar has chosen to be open about his condition with friends.
1: I always decided that, that, you know, there's no point Pretending that everything is fine and hunky-dory, so I basically I always told everybody that what the situation is, and when it even got worse, well, there's nothing to hide. He is also candid about his
0: difficulties coping with the condition. I've so seen you speak previously on the, in the Channel Four piece about you having sort of more bad days than good days. Yeah. When you say bad day,
1: what would? A, what would be a bad day? Depressive. For you? I had one yesterday too. it's not necessarily I have to be a reason. It's literally just not the best form.
0: Grappling with what the future may hold, Elmar shares a distinctly personal decision that he is prepared to end his own life at some point, which David understandably finds difficult. Although anyone's views may change over time, Elmar says he is firm about his decision as he speaks
1: unequivocally. I No, I have decided, you know, I will not let myself get to the stage where I'll be totally out of my personality, can't talk to anybody, and so and so on, and, you know. I will do something to go before. Uh, it has to do also because my mother also has had dementia and also, also my sister. And both of them were in terrible, terrible condition when they finally left. And I, you know, my view is I'd really rather do something about it myself early enough. So that, that, I don't, you know, I don't have an issue with that. I'm not worried. I mean, David, I know you've heard that
0: before, but what is your... I, well, I, yeah, think, <laughs> I, I
2: find it very difficult. Um, I'm getting better with it as time goes on, but initially I found it extremely difficult to take. But I, I, I can understand what Elmar is saying and, and the reasons why. And um, at the end of the day, it's going to be down to him to decide the side, really, when the time is right. But um, no, it's, it's hard. It's very, very hard to take the times. Now, after seeking out additional support last year,
0: Elmar and David began attending a local group for people with dementia and carers. However, many of the members had more advanced dementia, while Elmar and David also didn't
2: always feel welcome as gay men. It's, it's having the correct services around. We'd gone to something and we just found that it wasn't the right place for us. and We didn't have anything in common with the other people there. Then I, I, I started to search around for other places to go And thankfully, this started in October. David
0: is talking about the Rainbow Memory Cafe that the men now attend. It's run by Opening Doors London, a charity offering information and support specifically for older, lesbian, gay, bisexual and
1: trans, LGBT+, people in the UK. When we went the first time, I really was very much impressed, you know, how the whole thing was. And the people they bring in to represent whatever specific subject or whatever it's also very interesting because there's always some connection to the problems that various people have. But it's always very, very good, organized very well.
2: It's a very safe environment. We're all very open, aren't we, in terms Mm. of what we talk about. There's no issue about being a partner, your sexuality or anything at all.
0: David, who is running a half-marathon to raise money for the cafe, believes that having appropriate services are crucial in encouraging gay people affected by dementia to seek support.
2: There's a massive population of LGBT people out there. A lot of the services that are already set up don't specifically cater for that
0: group of people. And although Elmar continues to have difficult days, the cafe
1: remains a standout source of support. I think it's absolutely... One of the best things to do, for me, was for very, very quickly very important rather than do anything else. Uh, and I think it is really of a great value and um, I think it should expand in some way more. As our conversation draws to a close, Elmar and David reminisce
0: about their civil partnership celebrations.
2: Oh, that was, well, we had the reception at Scott's Restaurant in Mayfair. Which was it's a very nice restaurant and we had the private room downstairs and um, it was it was quite a party. Yes. Um, there were eighteen of us. Everything was flowing quite well, so it was a great time. And when we came out, um, we, we went out through the doors and all all the flashlights started to go off. And apparently, one of the Spice Girls, it was Halliwell. Jerry, Halliwell. Jerry Hallewell, yeah, she was inside with um, George Michael's boyfriend at the time, so all the. Paparazzi were outside. Yeah. Uh, we stumbled into a cab, yeah. and I was and,
1: absolutely blot. <laughs> I mean, I was absolutely I could hardly walk over some fall. Oh dear!
2: So that um, no, it was it. Was a good, good party, and uh, oh yeah, that no, was a it was a good way to start to start off a new life. Really, then, yeah. then.
0: Next steps for our booklet LGBT. Living with Dementia, 1511, and Fact Sheet, Supporting a Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual or Trans Person with Dementia, 480, see alzheimers.org.uk forward slash publications, or call 0300 303 5933, local rate. Use our online directory to find services near you. Visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash get support. For more about Opening Doors London, which has members across the UK, see www. Open indoors, London.org.uk or call 020 7239 0400. This was a podcast version of the article called Nothing to Hide in the October-November 2018 issue of Dementia Together, Alzheimer's Society's magazine. Written and recorded by Gareth Bracken, produced by Nicola Leddy. For more magazine podcasts and links to other Alzheimer Society podcasts, see alzheimersorguk forward slash podcast. As well as print copies, we also offer an audio version of the full magazine. To receive the print magazine or the CD, call 0330-333-0804, local rate.